Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. We are back for a massive grand final edition of Grey Wolf Footy. It's Fitzy here, joined by a very excited Cats fan, Matthew Madman Grace. How you going? I'm good, man. I'm holding in the excitement just a little bit, so not getting carried away. Oh, I'll tell you what, you weren't getting excited over the Lakers championship the other day, so I guess this is a bit the same. <laughs> yeah, oh, not really. I'm, I'm holding my excitement because I don't want to get carried away and then we get blown away and everyone, you know, everyone gets sort of uh, into people that get carried away with these sort of things. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'm enjoying it. Tomorrow we've got uh, footy, footy colour day at, at work, so oh, I'll be uh, all dressed up in different yeah, colours. Take so. your New England Patriots gear. Yeah, I should. Um, <laughs> but no, I'll... Uh, uh, I'm starting to warm a bit more to it and getting a bit, bit excited and no doubt uh, Thursday and Friday night I probably won't sleep at all. Yeah, so. yep. But um, no, looking looking forward to what will be a, hopefully a cracking game. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be it's going to be a wicked game. And how weird is it in this season that we've ended up with two Victorian teams? Technically, two interstate teams have made the grand final for the first time since 2006. So yep. that's, that's a funny fact for yep. you. But before we get on to the grand final, we'll do a proper wrap-up shortly and give our thoughts. We've got to talk Brownlow Medal, Gracie. It was Sunday night. Uh, it was online. I guess they had everyone set up around the country. I guess it went the way that we all thought it would with Lockie Neal taking yeah. out the award. Well-deserved. I mean, yep. 31 votes in a year like this is pretty special. He yep. would have probably got 40 if they had to play another few games. But yep. any surprises for you there? It really went the way it should have. I mean, compared to other years where the, you know, the favourite never really polls yeah. very well. Yeah. Um, not really any surprises. I mean, he finished third last year and polled quite well this year. I was surprised that it was 31 votes. I thought it would have been more like a 24, 25 vote win. But yeah. um, a couple of games there where he, um, even he said he had quiet games, but he got he got votes in. So, But he had... So, I can't remember the amount of um, best on ground performances, but ten. there was there yeah, was a lot. He had ten, um, and then a vote, and then a game he had one vote. Yeah, that's so, unreal. Yeah, yep. So unreal. more than half the games he was best on. So um, yeah, well deserved as we said. And look, Boke was second, Petraka third, Steel um, and Danger rounded out the top five. You know, Danger was a surprise. I didn't think he'd get that many votes, and you know, there's others there. Fitzy, like Luke Parker was quite a surprise as yeah. well. Yep. Um, Jack McRae always polls polls well, and you had Guthrie, he had a pretty outstanding year, so no surprise there that he polled well as well. So, um, And then at the bottom there, we got Clayton Oliver from Melbourne. So um, sort of that rounds out the, the top, top 10-ish sort of fits there. So no surprises, and then, as we said, went the way it went. Yeah, and yep. I think Neil outscored... Did he outscore Adelaide? And North Melbourne. And North Melbourne, yeah. yeah. Not yep. bad effort, is it? So, uh, well, um, probably, and look, I mean, probably in a season where it's been so up and down and, and confusing, he's probably had one of the best individual seasons of recent times. And we may yeah. not really even put that into perspective, maybe yeah. not yet, but you take, you know, Dusty a couple of years ago and he won the Brownlow. That season was unreal. Yeah. And when Danger won it, like, you know, a couple of outstanding personal efforts. Yeah. But Lockie Neal was sensational yeah. this year. And I just think with the buzz around everything, it might, you know, might not get the recognition it deserves, I suppose. Pose, but one yep. name in that sort of top 10 or so we just read out, Luke Parker. I mean, 15 votes in a season when they only won, what, four or five games? Like, that's yeah. outstanding as yep. well. When he had Kennedy out for a fair bit of the season, obviously they've already lost Hanbury. So, yep. it's not a bad effort for a guy from yeah. a team that's finished that low yeah. on the ladder to, yep. to, to, poll, to poll well in the brown line. Yeah. But, um, it's a good effort. And, and um, it'd be interesting to see, like, if we go back to the full, you know, 20 minute time on quarters, whether that does anything with Lockie Neal. Um, obviously, you know, he did finish third last year, so he was pretty good. But, you know, guys like a Tom Mitchell who yeah, those yep. extra minutes helped because they racked up more touches, they were more damaging and, and um, were able to help their team a bit more. So, you know, there's players that, that sort of benefited from those longer games that were probably hurt mm. this year because Mitchell didn't poll many votes at all no, um, from no. memory. So, um, but no, well-deserved. He, As you said, he had the, probably the most 
or individual best performance we've seen in a long time mm. since the Gazers um, when he was in his prime. So, um, but yeah, no, good win, and um, I'm sure he'd rather be playing this this Saturday night, Fitzy. But yeah, um, yeah but. All you can say, really. Yeah, it was a pretty straightforward brown, though. It was an interesting watch. I can tell you that. I watched it um, with my sister and brother-in-law, and, yeah, it was it was yeah. different. What was what was your take on Neil having to put the medal on himself? What did you think oh, about that? That's COVID. Yeah, Is it, though? Like, they're, they're allowed to hug and shake hands, but then he can't – someone has to – you know, he can't put the medal on. Yeah. Like, they couldn't well, get Chris Fagan or... Well, that's just the AFL being stingy. And oh, I didn't, that, that was Cause, pretty Because that's the thing, like, the people have probably... Well, I haven't seen anything on Twitter about it, but they've probably spoken up on Twitter about him, you know, having awarded himself and that. Mm. But I suppose the tradition is that the previous winner's done it, and obviously Fife couldn't be there. Um, that they didn't want to maybe break that tradition yeah, of someone they. else doing it. Yeah. So, you know, at least if he's awarding it himself, then he'll get to award it next year, yeah. maybe to himself again. <laughs> um, but, yeah. It's so strange. To me, like, it's, no, it it's wasn't a big deal. But, but, like, Simon Black was there. Like, they interviewed him earlier yeah. in the night. Like, you know, he's the last winner for Brisbane. That would have yeah. been a fair compromise, I would have thought. But yeah. other than that, it was a pretty stock yeah. scene. It was actually... To be quite honest, it was a bit boring, I thought. Like, yeah. we all knew what was going to happen. And yeah. there was a little bit of controversy. You probably saw this again on Twitter about the mark and the goal of the year as oh, well. Oh, don't get me started. I want to get you started on this oh, one because, I mean, I mean, Walsh's mark was fantastic. But, I mean, gosh, you see at least two or three of them every game, don't you? Yeah. Really going back with the flight into the yeah. pack. I don't know about that one. Oh, um, no. Nah, the mark. Look, Walsh, yeah, it was a great mark, great courageous mark. But the other two that were there, they should have been, they should have won it. Yeah, Bobby Hills was unreal. Goal of the year. I don't know how like someone like a Laddams didn't win it um, yeah. or someone like that, but yeah. yeah. For me, for the goal of the year, it was Jack Nunes. I think I know yeah. that they only consider the, the goal itself, but you've got to look at the situation and winning the game after the siren with that yeah. kick from where he was, that was yeah. goal of the year for mine. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. What do you do? I'm, I'm all about the the snaps from the tight band, you know, mm. tight angle boundary, boundary side. Yeah. But um, you had a feeling, yeah, that they were going to go that way with mm. – with the goal of the year. So. Yeah, well, now here's the next question. Like, Because obviously that's the one award that's voted on by the fans. Do you think that's a bad idea? Should they have a panel that actually picks yeah, these panel. awards, do you think? Yeah. I think if they're going to keep the integrity of the award, they probably need an independent panel. Like, even yep. if it's like, you know, what the NBA does with well, All-Star getting, Weekend or getting, something. It's getting, like, a bit of a joke, especially with Mark of the Year. Like, yeah. the other year, Jeremy Howe should have had it by a country mile and yeah, yeah. got upstaged. So. Well, even um, they reckon that Walsh's was a little bit of payback from when Andrew Walker took that massive hanger against Essendon all those years ago and didn't win it. Like it was a bit of a, you know, tit for tat sort of situation. But I mean, it's always going to be controversy, but you know, you do feel like they may need an independent uh, selector or something for that award to keep it above board. Yeah. You put it that way. But anyway, so obviously the Collingwood army were pretty dirty on missing out on the, on the big dance. So they've gone on voted for Dacos. Yeah. Well, that's (laughs) it. But anyway, I I think they did Dacos just for the name, to be honest, but that's my opinion. But anyway, Fitz, we've got some, we've got a couple of prelims. We probably should wrap up as well. I suppose we probably should. Do you want to kick us off with uh, Friday, Friday night. Well, we got Friday night, Richmond and Port Adelaide. Um, it's a tight game, Fitzy, in the wet. Obviously, a bit of bit of rain happened there, so Richmond are always um, a good side in the wet. So they had control of it for majority of the game. The big thing I noticed and and was quite disappointing to see is a lot of non calls from the umpires yeah, that yep. went Richmond's way. They got the calls, but Port didn't. Like the holding the ball rule went out the window. Yeah, I know it's wet, and you got to give a bit more leeway. But when a bloke tries to, you, you can see him trying to fend off and not get called. Whereas a mm. Port player does it and gets called. Mm. It's it's very it's very on. inconsistent. That's all we want. We want consistency. If they're going to make bad calls, do it both ways. Yep. Like yep. for me, um, 
you know, that, that deliberate out of bounds, look, you look at it from a different angle and it, it looks worse than what it was, but like Rockliffe was right there yeah. on the boundary. Yeah. It could have quite, and in the wet, if you're going to give leeway to holding the ball, why aren't you giving leeway to a guy that's actually trying to handball or punch mm. it up to his teammate and it's just not, like it's just slightly gone yeah. away from him. There was yeah, a player exactly. in the vicinity and that's the rule. If there's a player yep. in the vicinity... It's it's fine. Yeah, so, I agree. Then um, like it's it's just funny, and I mean, you, you spare a thought for the umpires after like that umpire a game where the rules change every year, and the yeah. definition or the interpretation of those rules changes every week. But those yeah. sorts of calls are just I don't feel that it's quite like it's not quite fair. Then especially the one, in the forward fifty where yeah, it resulted yeah. in a goal, yeah. and the game was decided by a goal. I agree so, with that. Yeah, um, I think you know would it have changed the result of the game? Maybe, maybe yeah. it would have because you know like that's where they wanted to get a bit of ascendancy. Like then that's where Richmond went and won the game from that point but mm. the one thing that I always find it strange is that like you know like Hartlett's on the ground he scooped out a handball they always don't pay deliberate when it's a, a skill error like did he just stuff up the handball like you said yeah. Rockliffe was in the area it yeah. slipped off the side of the hand in the wet yeah why can't that be classed as a skill yeah. error you know what yeah. I mean like it's just I, I yeah. feel like sometimes they just make it up as they go yeah. in a lot of ways yeah but. oh for sure and look I, I don't think it would have changed the result of the game I think Richmond probably still would have won but yep. um, like the big thing for mine Fitzy was those bottom six for Port were yep. not as good as, as Richmond's bottom six as we yep. said last week. Like, how many touches did Motlop have? Was he? Oh, bugger all. He looked awful every um, time he went near the ball. Yeah. Burton, obviously, Burton was injured, I believe. Yeah. But, like, um, some of them looked really lost out there. But the thing was, like, the kids got off that we talk about got off to a really good start. Yep. But then Richmond just sort of settled into the game a bit at some point, yep. didn't they? And, and, and you're spot on with your analysis of Richmond. And I've actually told a couple other people this. And it, it's it's go forward at all costs. It's mm. trust Grimes, trust Asprey, yep. and just go forward at every opportunity they can. And, geez, they look good when they yep. do. It. And then Port Adelaide would come back the other way, and there's Grimes in the hole. There's Asprey in the hole. Just they intercept. got held up too quickly, and they didn't move the ball quick enough. Yeah. And, um, and we'll get to the other game shortly, but that's something that Geelong's done over the last two games is they've actually moved the ball quicker mm. than what they have probably in the last six weeks of the season, and um, that's probably what may have cost them a little bit against Port Adelaide inaccuracy, as, as I've said yeah. previously heard as well. But um, that ball movement against Collingwood and, and um, Brisbane. Um, Saturday night was was different to what I've seen the last six weeks. So I don't know if they've just tried it and see how it goes. Because when Geelong move the ball quickly, you're going to have Hawkins one mm. out, Dangerfield one out. They're going to win 99% yeah. of those marking contests. So um, and, it, and it stops Grimes coming across or stops Nankervis. How many times did Nankervis yeah. mark a kick inside 50 for yeah. late on Friday night or spoil it and... and but every time it went in there towards Dixon or someone, yep. there was two or three defenders just running towards the pack to just to kill the contest. Mm. So um, that's the big thing that if you stop that from Richmond, you'll beat them. Absolutely yeah. beat them. Absolutely. And you kind of need to, to play Richmond's game style against them, don't you? Yeah. Sort of like, you know, and, and again, trust your defenders. But mm. the only goal that Dixon kicked and the only mark he took inside 50 was that one right on the edge and he, mm. and he slotted a good goal to put them put them ahead sort of later yeah. on in the game there. But but I think the other thing for the Tigers, they kicked six goals, 10. Like they mm. could easily have thumped Port Adelaide. Yeah. They probably, actually Port were probably lucky to only get beaten by by a goal in the mm. end if you look at that score again. As we, and well, as you've said through the whole finals, it's accuracy that's going to win it for them. So, yep. but let's wrap up the other game, Grace. I know you want to talk about this one. Geelong, <laughs> they just dismantled Brisbane in the end, let's yep. be honest. They, again, 11 goals, 16, so the score is probably a bit more honest than what it could have been. Yep. What did you see in this game? Do you think it was a case of Geelong just sort of flexing the muscles or were the Lions just a bit, bit you know, uh, deer in the headlights with a big final I think game? a big out with Gardner obviously being out 
um, with that injury. He suffered a train during the week. The thing is, Fitzy, he suffered that training in a practice match because they'd only played one game in four weeks. So they decided to have yeah. a, an easy practice match, but he got injured. And that, you know, that's a big out. A defender mm. who probably would have played on Hawkins or, or actually probably would have played on Danger. Yeah. So um, look change. at the, the replacement, Payne played quite well. He took a few intercept marks and stuff. But yeah, I just don't think Brisbane were ready for it, Fitzy. I think. Um, the experience of a few Geelong players sort of held out there and, and um, you know, Ablett wound back the clock. Yeah. Like Daniel Rich, like he's obviously got a license to, you know, attack. Up a bit, yeah. But he left Gary Ablett alone on two occasions and he kicked two goals. Yeah. Like you can't do that. No. Not against Gaz. So he wound back the clock and, um, you know, Lockie Neal put in a gallon effort. Fitzy, he, he str- didn't touch it for the first uh, probably yeah, 10 to quiet. 15 minutes. Yep. Um, Selwood didn't touch it in the first quarter. Um, but even um, Dangerfield had a quiet game. So it was good to see that without Selwood and Dangerfield that we still were able to, to win and win yep. quite comfortably. So, you know, Sam Simpson come come back in again and, and he was unreal. I'm glad they brought him back in. Um, he's been great since coming back. So... Um, yeah, I think we just had that quicker ball movement. We were able to get those one-on-one contests. Gary Rowan played another great game. Um, so he's sort of putting the, the critics to bed with. He's had a few bad finals um, performances previously. So, um, But no, it's um, it all the last two games, it's just all clicked. Lockie Henderson's been great down back. Um, you can, he's, you know, when it gets kicked down back now, you can rely on him, whereas mm. probably... You know, when he was back in the side at the start of the year, it was a bit of a 50-50 whether he was going to you know, win the contest, whereas now you're, you're pretty much playing with confidence to, now to, to win the contest. So, um, But, yeah, Parfit, Duncan, Fitzy, Guthrie was good again. Guthrie started on Neil, and then I think he sort of went off him. Um, Tui played pretty well. It was all it was a team effort. Blissarves again. Um, Stanley dominated Martin and... McInerney yeah. in the ruck, not not hit out wise, but just around the ground, he was everywhere. Um, so yeah, it was pleasing to see. And um, as you said, the scoreline could have been another ten goal win mm. quite mm. easily. So uh, gives you a bit more confidence going in against Richmond um, that we could beat them yep. after those two two strong performances. Um, and as we said, you know, the first week we got done by by inaccurate kicking, and um, you know maybe it was a, a blessing to get beaten that first week because we've played. Mm. consecutive weeks of games, whereas, you know, we've seen that the two teams that had the week off playing two games in five or six weeks. Yeah, is, yeah I don't know if that's that's what's hurt them. Obviously, Port got a lot closer than, than Brisbane did, mm. but... I don't know. That's mm. the argument every year, isn't it? Because then you had the, uh, the pre-finals buy yeah. as well, and they end up playing a couple of games within a month or whatever like yeah. that. But, I mean, then next year it'll be different, and then it won't even be an argument. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's like do the players need all these breaks? Mm. I mean, that's up for the Players Association. Geelong, don't we hate, we hate We hate <laughs> yeah. the buys because we're no good after Well, we've got so many old bodies. They probably need mm. to keep it going. But, like, there's really not much to add to that analysis of the game. Geelong just controlled it. Like, they could have won that by, by 80 points if they really wanted to. Mm. Obviously, took the foot off the gas a little bit. Now, we've got to talk quickly about the Brisbane Lions because we've said it is their premiership to win or it was their premiership to win. I'd say they'll go away licking their wounds and thinking this is yep. an opportunity lost big 100%. time. Big time. Yep, 100%. And it was just little things. Like I said, you know, Rich on Gaz, you know, you can't be doing that. You've got to mm. still be defensively minded. Um, you know, they'll they'll be better for the run. They've obviously had, um, we'll get into a sure, they've had a, a big key forward nominate them. Um, to come come to Brisbane, so yeah. um, you know another one up forward. Hitwood for mine is just he's just stagnated and hasn't gone anywhere for the last yeah. couple of years. Yep. 
he needs to take that next level and, and come out and kick a 40 or 50 goal season just to make him at that key forward because like Cameron started off a couple of early goals against Geelong and then Kola Jajnic went to him and like that's probably the best game I've seen Kola Jajnic play. He shut Cameron down after that, didn't mm. barely got a touch. So, um, But yeah, it's you can't be relying on Cameron to just kick your goals um, for the year and then your midfielders chip mm. in. So, um, But that'll be better for the run, you know, like McCluggage, Barry looked absolutely lost. Mm. Um, like yeah. he tried, I think he tried to take on... Um, Brendan Parfit at one stage yeah. on the wing, he marked it and played on, and just his awareness wasn't there. And yep. um, so he had a, he had a, probably one of his worst games. Yeah, um, you look at some of his possessions, like mm. yeah, Barry had eight, yeah. uh, Cameron only had five, and he kicked a goal too. Archie had nine, yeah. Rayner had six. It's just not enough, really, is it? Mm. But and then I think, and you make make a good point about um, Daniel Rich on on Gaz, but and then we had like Birchall. Obviously, he's probably done now. He yeah. did his hamstring during the game. Do you think? I mean, getting Joe Danaher is a big recruit for Brisbane, but do they need to go out and get a few lockdown defenders? Like Geelong's got Buse, they've got Colin Jasny, as you said. Mm. They can shut players down, whereas I don't think Brisbane have that player just yet. Well, I think it showed that, you know, Rowan was able to have a big impact on the game and um, so was Gaz and Mm. and that. And and we didn't have to rely on Hawkins or Dangerfield to kick four or five. I think um, Hawkins ended up with three, didn't he, or four? Three or four? Uh, Let's have a look. He kicked... Two. Two. There you go. Um, but like, you know, Gary got, uh, Rowan got three. Yeah, Rowan three, yeah. Gaz two. So, you know, to have those guys step up and like Dalhouse, you know, everyone's, a lot of people have been getting stuck into him, but his forward pressure in the last couple of games has been immense just with his tackling. Mm. And it's it's not, you know, so much the, all the tackles, it's just getting that hand in that, that disrupts the next possession and then the next play turns the ball over. Mm. So it's those pressure acts that they have that, Dalhouse has been quite good as well. So yeah, a lot yeah. of people slam him because he doesn't kick goals and doesn't have many high possessions. It's He's in there to, to cause that pressure, same as Gary Rowan. Mm. And Rowan's just got on the end of it the last couple of weeks. And Absolutely. You know, who knows? It might be Dalhouse's turn um, in the grand final this yeah. week. So. He's just playing a different role than he did at the Bulldogs. Mm. Obviously, a bit more midfield, half forward, whereas he's locked into that, heart, that forward 50 with Myers and these guys. And they've just got yeah. the perfect mix, Geelong. But let's talk about the big game, Gracie. Let's talk about the grand final. Now they're going to be taking... Taking on uh, Richmond, who you'd argue, I'm not sure what the odds are at the moment, would be going in favour. I think it's a dollar eighty to two ten when I last checked. But yeah, let's have a quick squeeze. Yeah, dollar eighty three to Richmond and two dollars five to Geelong. Now you've tipped against Geelong in all the finals. Yeah. I assume you're probably going to keep that going as a superstition <laughs> thing. But I want to hear your analysis of this game, Gracie, because I think we've probably ended up. I know we we sort of talked down. I know you definitely talked down say on Port Adelaide's chances and, and Brisbane a little bit too. So we've probably ended up with the two teams, the two better teams, you'd say this year, uh, yeah. definitely through the finals anyway, even though they dropped that first game. But yep. what's your analysis? What's your take on this game? I want to hear what, what the uh, what the main man, <laughs> the madman thinks of it's, the big dance. It's, it's going to be a, a ripper game. I just hope it's close. I hope it's not that one side, you know, kicks away. I mean, I'd love it if Geelong won by <laughs> 10 goals, but um, but um, no, I hope it's a close game. And, and look, my head's saying that Richmond should win it, but, yep. but my heart's all Geelong. My heart yeah, is all course. Geelong, and I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not super confident, but I just think if you can, if we can stop that run, that that forward at all costs, yep. I think we can win um, yep. for sure. If we, if we let them do that, they'll they'll do what they did in the um, 
in round 17. I think we played them all 16, whenever it was. But, you know, in that game, we didn't have Ablett, Selwood, mm. Stanley. Like, they're, you know, Stanley's big in against Nankervis. He'll run Nankervis all over the ground. Gaz, we saw what he did, you know, against um, Brisbane. Yep. He'll, he'll, yep. he'll be up for it again. And, um, you know, you're going to have someone like maybe Amali and Pickett probably having to play on, on Gaz. And Gaz is just going to outbody Pickett um, all the time. And, like, for mine, watching that Richmond Port Adelaide game, Pickett, if they're going to drop anyone, Pickett's the one. Yeah, he he yeah. looked awful. He's looked awful um, most of the year, yeah. to be honest. Um, and then, you know, Selwood, well, we know what he's going to do. He'll just be in there putting his head on the line and, and trying to win the game. So, And there's just a fairy tale about it, Fitzy, with Gaz. Yeah, you know, there is. His last game yeah. and, um, you know, Harry Taylor as well, another premiership hero for, for Geelong. So, And obviously Danger's first grand final. So mm. there's a bit of... Uh, Bit of, I'm giving myself goosebumps now. So there's a bit of bit of fairy tale and put your pants and, back on, yeah, please. A bit of fairy tale there with Gaz and, yeah. and I hope I hope they they win it just for him. Yeah, so, I, I hope so too. Um, but yeah, it's got to stop that run that going forward at all costs because our back line isn't the quickest with Taylor mm. Taylor there and, and Henderson. They're not, not the quickest blokes anymore. But you know, you still got your Bures and your your O'Connors and and Tom Stewart's still fairly quick. Yep. as well. So um, I, I think the the, and my my tip, Fitzy, I'll get your tip for the Norm Smith, but okay. I'm, I'm all over Blissarves. Yeah. Um, he's paying yeah, $41. Yeah. I saw that tweet as well. Um, you probably saw the same one that I did. Well, it's, he's probably gone in now because everyone's <laughs> yeah. probably chucked money on him, but I yep. could probably have a quick look. But, like, he, he could do anything. Like, he if, yeah. if Lynch starts getting on top, I think Blissarves goes to Lynch. Yeah. Um, and and obviously you'll have probably Taylor on Rewalt, something mm. like that, or Henderson on Rewalt. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be stop that run, win out of the middle. And um, yep. and danger forward. Yeah, um, danger forward be, the whole game. Could be uh, he'll start there. I reckon he'll yep. start start forward. Yeah, um, see if he's on or not. Yeah, we'll see if he's on, but hopefully he is. But um, we'll just see. Fitzy, I'm I'm excited for the day, but I'm. Oh, Are you nervous? Yeah. Are you checking the sports bet odds now for the Norm Smith? Yeah. <laughs> All right, you do that in the meantime. But yeah, it's going to be a cracking game, and I think you, you're pretty much spot on. I think for Geelong to win, they need to stop Richmond playing their game style, and they need to play Richmond's game style against them because you think they got Hawkins up there. Fifty one. Oh, I might grab my phone in a minute. <laughs> but you know, you think about Richmond's backline, and like Geelong's got the right mix to put a lot of pressure on those guys. Yep. They've got Grimes, they've got Asprey. These guys who are good one on one. But when you get Myers moving, when you get Ablett moving, you got Rowan still and Dale. Yep. Like they've got so many numbers. I think they've got to play Richmond's game plan against against yeah. them, basically, like we said yeah. before. So if they can do that, I'm going to jump on the Geelong bandwagon. I want to see Gaz win another one before he retires. Like, yeah. it's, like you said, it's the it's the fairy tale yeah. story. We, we want to see that. And put it this way, if Richmond win, there's an asterisk on the Premiership. If Geelong <laughs> win, we'll let it slide. But it's going to be a cracking game. And, and yeah. how do you think the, uh, say, the night grand final, do you think that'll favour either team? Doesn't really make much of a difference I think at the, all? I haven't checked the weather at all, but uh, if conditions are fine, I think it suits both teams. The yeah. wet, I mean, Geelong's used to it down in Geelong, playing in the wet. Um, they haven't played in it too much this year, being up in Queensland, but they've all played with the dew and, like, it might be a little bit dewy mm. and stuff like that, especially if they're going to have, you know, fireworks and all that sort of stuff with the, the um, pre-game entertainment and all that sort of stuff, but I don't think it's it suits any. The, the biggest advantage is that it's at the Gabba and, and yep. the Gabba is similar dimensions to GMHBA and that's mm. why Geelong chose to play the prelim there. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, yep. and, you know, we haven't lost there this year. Mm. Um, we're the only we're the only two teams, us and Brisbane, that hadn't lost there this year and obviously we, we beat them quite comfortably. So Richmond did lose there um, against Brisbane the other week. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's that's probably the only real advantage um, that, that's probably going Geelong's way. So, 
but no, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. I think I think yeah, it's Blissard's going to have a massive say in this game. I yeah, think just he's with, the with where he where he plays and he's been good all finals and um, yeah, I'd love to see if Geelong win. Gaz the Norm Smith. Oh, wouldn't that make it? Be, like, oh, if Geelong win, I'll probably cry on Saturday. <laughs> it's been the past since 2011, like making all those prelims and you get slammed for your finals record which mm. is you know fair enough they're all there's people going to be out there that do it it'll be a big f you to yeah. all those people oh, i would so. be well with me yeah team has won one for nine years <laughs> tried freaking 20 yeah i know but i, know. Um, I shouldn't uh, i shouldn't <laughs> get on too much but it's um especially when you've had you know a team like you know richmond sort of they took obviously barmy went to richmond and yeah and, yeah you know, and it's worked yeah yeah and and it's it's worked for them and you know they're one win away from what brendan mm. gale promised them yeah that's um, right yeah years ago yep, yep. so um you know they've done quite well as a as a footy club to be yeah. to be up there hundred thousand members but just let us win one yeah. <laughs> for love of God I love yeah. that video just quietly the yeah. um yeah Gail talking about yeah the twenty twenty mm. goal like everything yeah. starts with a vision you know what yeah. I mean so and yeah. here they are so there is a fairy tale it's... there for, for them too I suppose yeah so. yep but um no, yeah, it's going to we'll be a see, cracking game. One last happens. question, and uh, I guess we've kind of got you tipping away, but will there be any changes to either team? Do you think? Or they'll go in? No, I don't. I don't think sides? so. I think they'll go in unchanged. I don't. I was reading earlier. I think the only one for Richmond that would come in would be Josh Caddy oh, for a bit yeah. bigger body, but he hasn't really performed all that well this year. Um, and the only one for Geelong would be maybe Asava Radicalia if yeah. Hawkins, because obviously Hawkins was oh, ill. He was crook, wasn't he? Ill yesterday. Um, but I think Hawkins will be fine. I think it was just yep. a bit of a bit of a head flu sort of thing yeah. that he'll shake off and yep. be no worries. I don't think he'll miss a grand final for a, nah. for a head flu. <laughs> so, um, but no, nah, be a cracking game, Fitzy, and yeah, just hope Geelong win. All right, let's <laughs> get your final tip on the game. Then, are you going to tip? Richmond, or you have to tip Geelong. Like, yeah, come I'm, on. T- I'm tipping Geelong. <laughs> I, I am tipping Geelong this week. So, as I said, look, my head says that Richmond should win, and um, and I was saying to a few blokes early down at cricket that you know I wouldn't be upset if we lost, but I probably will. Yeah, if yeah, we I think do will lose. So, <laughs> but um, I think the expectations there that you know we're coming up against a good side that mm. you know we've struggled against recently, yeah. recent times. Yep, so, yep. um, you know. Watching with a few Richmond supporters probably on Saturday, so we'll see. Should be a bit interesting. See what happens, and if we win, I'll be I'll be very hungover. Sunday, yeah, I bet so. you will be anyway. But <laughs> I'm going to tip Geelong as well. I think I reckon it'll be two or three goal margin. I reckon they'll sort of pull away. I reckon it'll yeah. be a close game, like you said, all game. I reckon Geelong will just get ahead at the end, and it's guys like yeah. Gaz that'll stand up. It's like it's his last game. Like let's yeah. just get it done, and like Taylor as well. So yeah, yeah I think they'll stand up and yeah. they'll get the job done. So it should be yeah, it should be a cracking game. I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching it. Watching it at night's going to be a bit different too. I think it just will for be. The, for the fans. It just makes us, like the fans of the two teams, wait even yeah, longer for yeah. the game. So. Oh, you can watch the Cox yeah. play beforehand. Well, I mean, I probably will have a gamble on it. So, <laughs> But the um, but the thing is now, Ned's been getting stuck into you because obviously you weren't getting excited when the Lakers won. But talk <laughs> about the year of the madman. What was it? The Lakers have won. The yeah. Geelong's in the grand final. I'm going to yeah. go back even earlier because the Renegades won earlier this year as well. Yeah. Your cricket big bash team. Yeah. What else has happened that's just been <laughs> successful in your life? I don't know. Uh, well, um, Arsenal's doing all right in the Premier Arsenal? League. So we'll see see what happens. So everything, you're like the Midas touch. Everything touches. <laughs> you can touch me if you want. I might get some good luck, but that's brilliant. So back, both backing in Geelong. What about a margin for yourself? Think it'd be a close one? Yeah, I think it'll be under five points. Yeah, I think yeah, it'll be very close. Really close. Yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be within a goal at the end and 
Um, and hopefully we're on the right side yeah. of that goal. So yeah, fingers crossed. If we win by a, a point, I don't care. It's a win. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. And for Gaz, let's do it for Gaz. Yeah. I'm happy with that one. So let's go Geelong. Now, speaking of Geelong, let's switch things up slightly, Gracie. We've got to talk a little bit of off-season news because we finally had an update from Jeremy Cameron yep. since our last podcast. That he's out. He's done. He's yep. cooked. He's ready to leave GWS. Yep. And he's nominated Geelong. Is yeah. he nominated officially? I think he, he has much. said Pretty that much. that's his, yeah, his... I think his manager's said it. Um, yeah. He just hasn't publicly yeah. said so, it. Yeah, so... Because he's a yeah. restricted free agent, GWS have already said they're going to match, match the offer, offer. and yep. force a trade. Yep. So do you think that's going to play out as they thought during the offseason? This could get very messy. Yeah, and I, I don't think, like reading today, GWS want uh, Brandon Parfit. They want a first-round pick mm. and another player. Um, I don't think Geelong's going to give that up just nah. quietly. Um, Cameron Cameron's worth... Um, Know, a bit of money, but they were referring to when Trelaw left and Shield left. Yep. But they were worth two first round picks. Well, they were younger than what mm. Cameron is now. So mm. um, for mine, Cameron's twenty seven. Like he's getting towards the end, and he hasn't had a great year um, either. Mind yeah, you. yeah. Like he did win a Coleman a couple of years ago, but mm. um, yeah, I, I think you know I'm happy to give him give him a first round pick, a player. I think Asava Radigalia will be part of the trade. Unfortunately, yeah. he's yep. a promising young player, but. Geelong's in that win, win now, and with Cameron nominating, you know, it sort of opens that premiership mm. window for a few more years, especially with Danger there. Yep. Still, and, and Selwood will still be around as well, so they've still got the cattle there, and adding a, another Coleman medalist up forward just mm. just helps Jeez. massively. So I think, yeah, Sava will be a part of the deal in a first-round pick, and, yep. and I think you might see a couple of second-rounders possibly yeah. go as well. It's so. Interesting, and you might have even seen this. Someone on Twitter was tweeting an article out about when uh, Dangerfield nominated Geelong, because Geelong's quite cunning with the way they recruit. So they yeah. traded their second pick. They had pick nine, yep. which ended up going to Adelaide. They traded their second pick for Lockie Henderson. So yep. when Adelaide were requesting two picks, they went, well, we've only got one, so you can yeah. have Dean Gore as well. Yeah. So that was really, really clever. Yeah. So I assume they're going to drive a pretty hard bargain. I, I wouldn't be well. surprised if they even got rid of two of their – because they got three first-round picks if they got rid of two mm. for – a higher pick, yep. and they gave that pick to the Giants, yep. plus a Sava, yeah. and maybe a couple maybe of second, round, yeah. second rounders or a, or a fringe player yeah. um, at that. But, yeah, yeah I, I really hope that we don't lose Parfit for yeah. it. And I think his been, manager said he's not going anyway. Yeah, then yeah, obviously so, that's that's part of the um, deal. You know, look, a constable might go, um, which is unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, you're in that win now. You're not, mm. you know, those kids are probably a few years off from trying to get you up to that premiership yeah. window again. So yeah, definitely. There's more kids sort of, coming through anyway. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately. So, so I think it'll be it'll go down to the wire, like trade deadline-wise, mm. I think. So, um, but yeah, it's it's exciting that he's nominated Geelong and obviously, you know, um, another one they reckon we'll, we'll probably get is Sean Higgins and it sucks, you know, a player of that calibre that I was reading today that they reckon a second-round pick will probably do it, which, you know, mm. you think a few years ago he's definitely worth a Oh, but a first 32, rounder, 33. So. But do you think yeah. Geelong needs John Higgins? Like, I'm oh, actually he'll play, surprised. He'll play, he'll play the gas role. I'm he's, surprised that he would. Yeah. Then, I mean, then you've got to squeeze out some more young guys. Like, mm. it's it's a tough yeah. decision. But I want to ask you a question, and this is getting a bit sort of on the, uh, the philosophical side, but... You can see what's happened in the NBA. So they've had free agency for a number of years. No one wants to go to Utah. No one wants to go to all those sort of second-rate teams. Yeah. I think that's going to happen in the AFL. I think it that's already, the same thing that's going to happen. Much, well, yeah. I just – I don't know. Like, I think they've, they haven't have quite nailed the free agency yet. I think the players have got a bit too much say in it. Mm. So, like, if Geelong wants to – even with trading, Geelong wants to trade Parfit, tough shit, basically. Mm. You know, like in the NBA, they pack up their lives and they have to move. 
do you think that there's anything they can change to get that quite right? Because obviously we've seen Lynch go to Richmond. I mean, North Melbourne's missed out on everybody. Mm. You know, St Kilda's picked up a few iffy, iffy sort of players, but you know, no one's dying to go to the Gold Coast. Yeah, you know, no one's dying to go to. You I know, mean, Brandon Ellis went up there. Oh yeah, that's all <laughs> unreal. He's a friend of the show, Brandon yeah. Ellis. But you know, what I'm trying to say like it's yeah. just it's just like they haven't got the mix quite right yet. Like players can come out and demand, I want to go to Geelong. He's still in contract, so well, he's an unrestricted free agent. But players that are still in contract are demanding to go to different teams. Yeah, we've seen that over the last couple of years. What do you think yeah. about that? I suppose at the end of the day, if say if Geelong come out and said, "Well, we're going to offer Jeremy Cameron a back-ended contract," which I think what will happen They'll is, have to, yeah, um, and GWS may come out and say, "Well, we're going to match it." Mm. But at the end of the day, like if Cameron could go there for another year, like say Geelong offer him a one-year contract, which isn't going to happen, but let's just say it's a one-year mm. contract and GWS go to match it. Yep, he's there for one year and then he's. Free yeah, agent or again. it could be like a Cam McCarthy situation. Yeah. He sits out a year or yeah. whatever. But yeah, like, do you really yeah. want a player you're paying? Um, he won't obviously get full pay because he's not playing games. But mm. do you want a player sitting there not playing because you couldn't give him, you know, get him to his destination? Yeah. That, that's the other side of yeah. it. I see is I understand you know clubs do need to get reward for the players that they're giving up, but you also got to think that it could backfire on you. And mm. um, and it happened to West Coast. West Coast, you know. Um, couldn't get Kelly yeah. the first year. They come back and Geelong stood their stance and Geelong got what they wanted in the end. Mm, and mm. Geelong's always been known for that the previous, you know, in the last sort of 20, 15 to 20 years that they will drive a hard yeah. bargain. And yep. I think they'll do it again. They'll they'll put on what's on the table and they said, you know, if you don't like it, well, and, that, and that's what GWS have to weigh out, whether we don't take that offer. Mm. Because if he comes back the year after, he could quite easily go into the draft and he could go anywhere. Oh, he could, yeah. Like you would lose. A a, well, that's it. And then you get nothing yeah, for him. Yeah. So GWS also got to be smart as well mm. and not be... And you see this happen all the time that, you know, clubs come out and say, we want this, this, and this. How often does it happen? Yeah. That, you know? Well, it, people it are trying to do deals with Essendon. They're just asking for ridiculous offers. Well, but like, you know, um, it was it Essendon asking Sydney for two first-round picks for Joe Danaher. Yeah, like, yeah. Come on. Like, yeah, like, I know. That's, yeah. And that's, I don't know, that's where I just feel like in a lot of cases the players just get too much say. Like, you know, in the NBA that's or even the, the NFL. association. Of yeah. course it is. But in the in these American leagues, which they're trying to mimic, mind you, the players have got no choice. Mm. You know, like you could walk into the um, Cleveland Browns tomorrow and get cut. We mm. don't care. Bad luck. We're going to trade you in some pieces like when um, when the Texans traded DeAndre Hopkins for, yep. for um, David Johnson. I mean, we're getting into NFL, but... Tough, tough, yeah. tough titties, basically. Like, they just trade them bad luck. It's better for the association. I just yeah. think that's where it's not quite right yet. In the AFL system, it's more geared towards the players rather than the yeah. clubs getting the most out of it. So, we'll just look yeah. that, I mean, that's still I in think, its early days as well, of I think, course. I think the big thing in, in America is if those guys want to play and get paid, that they've got to suck it up. Whereas, because yeah. they, the NFL, you can quite easily go out and get another running back to replace the guy. If he doesn't want to go there, well, tough. Like, yeah. they'll just cut him and move on to the next person. Like, mm. it's a business yeah. at the end of the day, whereas the AFL yeah. isn't. That's so. the difference though, isn't it? That's mm. where the AFL is trying to mimic these systems that are businesses, yeah. but they're not quite there yet. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see how it plays over the next couple we're, of years. That's just what Australia is like. We're just too nice. Yeah. And <laughs> we're too nice. I too, agree with that. too sort of giving to both sides, yeah. whereas, you know, yeah, it's a business. And you always see with delistings that players – you know, they thank them for their their mm. work at the club and hope that you know their life goes well. In the NFL, they don't give no, they just they cut don't them. give a rat. So, I love it. Um, if you really dig down into it, you miss a field goal on Sunday. You're out in the street on Monday. Like it's quite anyone. Anyone want to hear it? Listen to Ben Graham's Howie games. Like yeah, that's yep. that's a perfect example that he yeah. went from one team. He was there for a week, got cut, and got picked up by someone that's else. How it so, goes? Yeah, and that's um, the thing. Like that's sort of more for me. I mean, I've been reading a few things about, it and like we're trying to model 
our, I guess, player transaction system offer league or leagues that look yeah. at things like a business, whereas we're just not yeah. at that stage yet. Yeah. But look, it's still in its early days that the free yeah. agency. I, I think so. Someone, I think what may happen with the GWS one is that they just accept the compensation. Pick they're going to have get. to, like, they're just going to have. And which then they've will be, got which will be pick ten, and they'll yeah. have two top ten picks. So. Yeah, yeah, and they're going to have to deal with other disgruntled players as well. Like, you think yeah. there's going to be a long off season for GWS, but mm. we'll ta- we'll happily take them at North Melbourne. Don't they're, worry about that. Yeah, unfortunately, the, the big issue with GWS is. They drafted all these star kids and yeah. and may not have got onto the contract side of it early enough. Yeah, yeah. You know they've all seen where they can get money from. We knew it would happen though, yeah. didn't we? Like they really had their chance to win one before all the players. Probably twenty twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen. I yeah. mean, was their their window and yeah. it's they gone. Lost that prelim to the Dogs, of course, and yeah. they lost in the grand final to Richmond quite badly. So that yeah. was really their little hump or their little peak, wasn't it? To quickly nab one you know that might improve the team culture and people want to stay and then they go and do moves like getting Sam Jacobs and he plays seven games and he yeah. retires then yeah. they're stuck with Mumford I think um, Braden Proust has nominated GWS or one of the Sydney teams but you just got to wonder what they're doing you know yeah. I just I, I think they've really missed the boat and I think they've really missed the boat on something just not quite right with that team yeah I think when it comes down to it yeah now for sure so Interesting off-season ahead, Fitzy, but um, we'll get through Saturday first. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we better get you through Saturday. You might end up on the drip on Sunday or something like that. But thank you once again for your analysis, Gracie, the best man in the business. And like we said last week, if you're enjoying the podcast, give us a like, share, rate, you know, all that crap yeah. they bang on about on YouTube videos. Do all that fun yeah. stuff. Help promote the word. Yeah. I didn't get your Norm Smith tip. Oh, no, I was just going to say Bliss Arves as uh, well because I saw the same tweet. You uh, probably did. Maybe I'll go, I'll go Gaz. I've got to go Gaz. Gaz. He's my yeah. boy. First goal. I love Gary. First goal, Gary. Gary. <laughs> yeah. I reckon... Uh, uh, am I going to go? Oh, that's a tough one. It is a tough. Are you going to go Geelong player? Yeah, no, I will. I reckon. No, I'll, I'll go Gaz as well. I reckon. Gaz, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, just get that the quick clearance and handball to Gaz at, yeah. at fifty with Wouldn't that, that be running goal. Would be a great way to start off. Gaz yeah. with a big goal and <laughs> yeah, you know the thirty. Was it thirty five thousand people are allowed in? Allowed I in or thirty? So, I think so. Around the thirty. To yeah, 35, thirty. Thirty five. So. And there's mental. a lot of Geelong supporters up in Queensland. Yeah, I noticed so. that last week. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But it's going to be a great game. I can't wait to watch it. Good luck, Geelong. Good luck, Gaz. We'll be back next week. We'll wrap it all up and yep. we'll sort of see how things pan out with some off season stuff. We might even come up with like a, an off season series. I'm feeling here, Gracie. We yep. talk about the draft and a lot of there's a lot of off-season yeah. moves are well, going to happen. We'll know the, uh, the draft order as of next week from, from where the team's finished. So yep. obviously the only two can change really at the moment. So, But we can go through and, and we may be able to look at some uh, some prospects that have been the talk yep. so far. Yep. I might put my hand up to get draft. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for the North Melbourne coaching job. That's true, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, I reckon they've they've spoken to Paul Ruse already. Obviously, yeah. they reckon that's why John Blakey Blakey came across. But yeah, yeah thoughts go out to Ray Shaw just yeah. to talk about that. And we knew knew the rumors were floating around. We might yeah. have even brought it up a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But it's just a real shame. Obviously, the pressures of the AFL and being in that hub obviously didn't help in your first season. So mm-hmm. hopefully, Shorey gets the uh, gets the help that he needs and comes back. But um, yeah, there's a few other names I'll floating around. They'll go on after. But Paul Ruse is probably the right guy to rebuild Absolutely. that club. So thoughts out to Shorey. We know he's hopefully listening. We. Uh, yeah, shout out to him. We'll be back next week. Go Geelong and more specifically, go Gaz and go yeah. Gracie. Fingers crossed. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. Greywolfentertainment.net.